Welcome to Biocentric Life. I am Reimar Gefken. At Biocentric Life, we are into exploring a biocentric approach to living. It's about progressing life by returning to the center. My guest today is Aaron Henderson. He is the founder of the EcoIQ podcast, the show that fosters your connection to land and regenerates your ecological intelligence. Aaron grew up in Australia, did intensive training in martial arts, and in 2006 had his first epiphany concerning growing food and organic living, and soon went on a journey that took him to living on a fully functional organic permaculture farm. He embarked on studying different organic farming techniques, nature connection, spiritual studies, and Chinese medicine. In 2010, Aaron moved to Israel, where he is still living today with his family. Aaron, welcome to Biocentric Life. Thanks, Aaron. You recently started your project called Eco IQ, which is a podcast. And if you could share to us, like, what is the mission behind and where you are heading to? Uh, I started the Eco IQ, actually, Eco IQ podcast because. Um, Although I learned a lot of uh, different techniques and, and special skills that I had um, from, from different courses and things that I did, I really feel like my speciality is really connecting people. I've always mm -hmm. had that. Uh, I have a good ability to be able to find um, people that are doing very serious work and, uh, and that really uh, hooked into a truth in what they're doing. And uh, I'm very good at finding those people and, and digging out what they have and, uh, and sharing that with other people. So... Once I kind of took it for granted, so I just decided like I'm not going to take it for granted anymore, and that's that's all I want to do. Which took a bit of a, it took a bit of a inner work because you need to be a bit um, just like a bridge when you do a podcast. You can't be the right. star, so yeah. So I I'm not the star, and I'm happy about it actually. <laughs> yeah. How did you came up with the title Eco IQ? Ah, uh, the, yeah, that's the Eco IQ. It actually comes. I originally got it from a guy called uh, Howard Gardner. He's a Dr. Howard Gardner, who's a professor, right. and he came up with the theory of multiple intelligence. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I'm I'm always like uh, first to say that professors don't ever create anything. And it's very important to remember it. professors just reveal something that was already there. So it's not his, but he came up with the theory that uh, um, intelligence is not just one type. Uh, and so therefore, like when you measure IQ, it's very limited. It's a very narrow view of what intelligence is. And you come up with, no, I think it's nine today. It's nine people start adding in more. It's mm -hmm. nine different kinds of intelligence. And when you do, when you do a regular IQ test in school, so it only tests you on linguistic and sometimes uh, mathematical. And that's usually it. And you yeah. also have musical intelligence, physical right. intelligence, and you have spiritual intelligence, interpersonal, emotional intelligence. And also you have what they call naturalist intelligence. So I just took that and I put it as eco-intelligence. But like I said, uh, Howard Gardner really, I mean, he, he theorized, he, he developed that theory. You know, thank God it's a very special theory and, and, you know, and, and, and popularized it with the world. But uh, it's not his, you know what I mean? In so much as it, those things exist, uh, that there yeah. is a, uh, um, you can be intelligent in different areas. So um so IQ is something I felt for a long time because I felt myself uh, changing. I went through many different transformations. And a lot of the time at the back of those transformations was, uh, was revelations that I had inside, um, inside natural environments and, and studying about nature. So, and, and those things changed me. And I felt myself getting smarter 
so so to speak. And it wasn't like a it was in a different area of smartness, if you if you understand what I mean. But one thing I did notice very interesting, I'll know I'll say that um, and also Howard Gardner did say that in his book, books, um, is that when you when you uh, some certain uh, kinds of intelligence, when you become um, smarter in those, when you work on them, when you become more intelligent in those areas, it helps all the other areas, in particular the emotional intelligence, spiritual intelligence, and ecological intelligence, because those are intelligence that connect you to other people or something bigger than you. So um, just not, and I noticed that in myself, I. I become a little bit smarter, so to speak. I don't become a genius or anything in mathematics, but it is, does help me in other areas as I develop my um, my eco IQ. Oh, interesting. Areas. So it's really inter interrelated to to all the areas. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially, and, uh, especially uh, personal and and uh, especially interpersonal and uh, intrapersonal connection with yourself and the connection with others. Because when you're in natural environment and you realize and you become more attuned with natural cycles. So uh, you naturally start to feel more empathy with other people and less competition because in nature, it's the myth. There is no competition in nature. Yeah, interesting. And you, you've been living for about a year on an organic farm in Australia. How, how did that change your life? I mean, you, you really disconnected then from your, the life that you had before? I, I always had a pretty natural life. I mean, you know, in, in Australia, it's a very wide place. I don't know if, if uh, yeah. people have ever went to Australia, but Australia is very, um, it's a very green country. I mean, on the coast, it's also filled with desert, but I mean, uh, most of where people live on the coast, it's, it's quite a natural place. It's very green. Even the cities are very green. I mean, I lived in a place where it wasn't uh, in, in the bush, but it was, it was like a very, very green neighborhood. So, I mean, I always grew up in natural environment. We always had wilderness areas and I did a lot of camping and I connected with nature a lot. But this was a different level because just because of the fact that um, all our food, water and, uh, I mean, electricity, not an internet, not, but that's just a little wire. Besides hmm. this little wire, everything we produced ourselves, which was like very, it's a special, it's a special thing over there. So if you can go into it now, if you want, or you can go into it later, but I mean, um, we're going to that now. Yeah, it's okay. We can. So the, the special thing over there, why, why that's special is because the, uh, I consider myself like a spiritual person. That's always something that's very important to me is my connection with myself and my connection with something higher than me. So I always relate whatever I'm learning back to that. You know, okay, what is it? How is that going to change me? How is that going to, uh, what does that mean for me now? So when I, when I was in the farm, the permaculture farm, um, it wasn't just uh, uh, that I feel sustainable or that I feel like I, I don't need the supermarket. It was something deeper than that. Because when, I, when you, when you um, connect the recycles of, of water and the recycles of nature, the recycle mm. of the animals have the cycle, plants have their cycle, the moon, the sun, the, everything is in cycles. But because we, we live with, the, you know, especially today, you live with LED lights and everything, and you, it's a very, very modern environment, concrete and everything. We don't, we're not in touch anymore with this, with these cycles usually. So you can live in your own cycle. So um, uh, when you get in touch with these cycles, particularly water and 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 the plant cycles, particularly, um, and also the life cycles inside the soil, which is where your food is coming from. When you get in touch, when I got in touch with those cycles, I started to feel myself part of those cycles, and your cycle, mm -hmm. my cycle, adjusted to those other cycles. 
and uh, and and uh, it's a very deep feeling when you hook into that and when you do it just for that not to save the planet but just to feel the cycles of nature it mm. changes you yeah so that that was also thing over when when I was in that farm that I I felt it changed me and on my and from that time I I'm I'm a different person even now that I live in a I'm, you know I call it a city it's not New yeah. York yeah. but uh, I would call it a city um, even though I live here now I feel very very connected and I can connect very quickly you know what I mean I mean if I now I make a, a pile of yeah. compost or now today I was with that's why I got a bit of mud here today I was with a, um, someone making a, um, a renovating the house with earth. And just a little uh, half an hour touching the earth, I straight away get connected because I recognize that connection. You know what I mean? I'm not an expert or a master, but I, I recognize that uh, mm. that, that connection linked to the cycles of nature. Mm. Interesting. And, and I rem remember you, you were saying uh, it all starts with compost. Yeah. <laughs> What does it mean? I like compost. I think compost, I don't know why I was always drawn towards the, the cycles because compost, it mirrors the cycles that happen inside the soil. It's not exactly the same. It's a little bit different, mm -hmm. but um, it mirrors, the, it parallels the, the cycles that happen inside the soil, which is the most, from all the things to do with farming and organic and permaculture and all that world, the most, um, uh, not only complex, but the most... Uh, The most deep area of of uh, of, of connection and, and, and knowledge and everything is in the soil because the, the systems over there are so complex and inter, interwoven and interdependent. You, you layer you peel off, you, you expose another 50 other layers that you that you need to learn about. So I mean, only in today, all with all the professors and laboratories we got, we only know two percent. I might be today it's three. I don't know. We only know two or three percent of of the life that's inside the soil. That means like. The amount of bacteria and viruses and 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 uh, nematodes and fungi that we that that uh, scientists have actually named and they okay this does this it's two percent so it's a very very deep world so I was always drawn to that and uh, and in the end of the day I I think if I don't I think it's not just biased uh, from that I'm drawn to it I think really that if somebody wants to really connect to nature one of the deepest places they can they can start is making compost because when you make compost you you get in touch with cycles that are um very very fast mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, there's a very quick evolution that happens inside in inside a compost pile and you see life develop like very very fast it's not like when you build a building you also feel connected but it's very very different here the evolution is 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 seconds you know the pile hits within 24 hours that pile is uh, is too hot to hold your hand into and that's not yeah. because chemical reactions so much it's more because of biological reaction that's life right? it's uh, it's evolving uh, the minerals are evolving with the minerals uh, mm -hmm. inside that uh, that pile so yeah for me it all starts with compost yeah mm -hmm. definitely interesting yeah. and uh, since you have been looking into uh, various aspects of organic farming and, and you've been a long time on an organic farm how do you see uh, the The, the world of organic farming developing today. What, what I'm up, up to is, like if I look into Europe, we, we have now a very strongly growing market of cheap organic products, which are in demand by consumers. But then if you look behind how the farms look like, um, 
in areas like like Spain, for example, that's really in a way mass mass production, but they still meet, of course, the requirements of the EU uh, organic label. Uh, but then there are other certifications very strict. Like I, I know one from Germany, which is called uh, Demeter. Not sure if that's really uh, on an international basis out there, but they are really strict and have higher standards or the ethical standards. And then, of course, these products are quite expensive. But I, uh, I think for consumers, they, they really get lost because there's such a variety out there and it's so hard to, to navigate. Like, do you have an, an advice like for, uh, for, for us as, as consumers, like how to navigate through that jungle of what's out there? Yeah, that's a lot of, there's a lot of things to unpack in what you just said. You know what I mean? It's a lot of, uh, some people would say it's a can of worms. I just say it's a nice, it's a nice little package that, that you put to unpack. So we can go at it from many different angles, but you ask what advice for people yeah. to how to approach that. Yeah. I think the idea of, 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 uh, of standards is good. It's a good, it's a good intention, but um, whenever you enter in bureaucracy to something, it's a, it's an opportunity for people to focus on, on the bureaucracy and not the connection. Okay. And the most important thing with organic farming is the connection. When the farmer is connected to what he's doing, but really, and that means also, that also means the bottom line. If he's not connected to his business, so he's not connected, but, uh, or she. But uh, if they're not connected to, to the farm, then it's a disconnected farm. And therefore, it's not a vital, it's not a, it's not a regenerative, it's not a, it's not a living farm. So mm. it doesn't matter whether you put the word on an organic, you can, call it, you, you can call it the pink purple farm. It doesn't make a difference. Organic is just a word. Yeah. You know? And those certifications, while they start with the good intention, uh, in the end of the day, they end up just being restrictive because the, uh, just like I said, the compost pile evolves very, very quickly. Also, um, the, the, um, the systems that people, when they're given the freedom to develop them, the systems that people develop to, to work in line with nature, they also evolve very, very quickly. And, and, and when you make regulations, they can't keep up with those developments. Like, I mean, the Demeter is a biodynamic, um, yeah. a biodynamic certification. But as an example, uh, when, you, when you have a biodynamic certification, I mean, your cow shit, your carpool, um, you have to have it certified. That means like I, I can't now experiment in, in different kinds of fermentations with my carpool because I need it certified by Demeter. So it's a, it can end up being restrictive. Now biodynamic is a very good system, an amazing mm. system, but it's not the only one. You have a lot of, and, and also once you understand a system, you can start to blend what you're doing. But I mean, if you're stuck on a certification, so it's a bit of an issue. And I mean, you mentioned like the mass, the mass produced, like I said, organic is just a word. I mean, you have carrot farms in California. It's, uh, it's, it's raping the land. You know, most yeah. of those farms, the mass produced monoculture organic farms, they don't stay on that land more than a few years. That, that's a fact. I mean, but most of the, most of them after the first, after the two, three years, sometimes it's four, sometimes it's seven, but I really don't think they get to that. Usually it's like three, four years. They have to move on to a different area just because they're not, the, the mindset is not about how can I work? How can I maximize my connection with nature? You, you, mm. you, you see what I mean? Yeah. If you look at very advanced systems like Korean natural farming is a very advanced system. Um, uh, Alan Savory's work, holistic management is a very, um, for, for animals, is a very advanced system. Polyphase farms with Joel Salatin. These are very, very advanced systems 
that work that that look at how can we maximize the connection with nature to mm -hmm. to get the best yield possible that I can. So it's it's very real based. It's very business based and it's very product based. And you know we want to get as many chickens as we can out of that area. So everything is fine business wise and food wise. But the the the, the restriction instead of being something that someone wrote on a paper in the office, the restriction is I can't do anything that does a problem to those natural cycles. I can push them and bend them and move them around, but if I do something, if I leave, if the soil is not better than when I came, mm. so that's my, that's my benchmark, that's my certification. And, and practically now really it's, it's getting out of the certification because like for instance in Germany, a lot of the produce in, in Europe and America now comes from Mexico and South America because they're very big in agriculture over there. And in, in places like Germany, um, uh, a lot of the people that take uh, organic, organic uh, bananas and avocados from, from uh, South America, yeah. they do their own test. They don't listen anymore to the certification because certification it's just like, I mean, the... The USDA, like the USDA, their flip side is the organic of, of USD. It's the, it's, okay. just, it's the same, yeah, yeah. the same office. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, so that like a lot of German companies, big, you know, big that import yeah. tons of bananas and, and different food and stuff from South America, they don't trust anymore what someone wrote on a paper. So they do their own tests. They okay. test for pesticides. Okay. Yeah. They test for, uh, but they also, not only they test for pesticides and chemicals, they also test for mineral density and nutrient density and a whole bunch of other tests. And they're going on the tests. So, I mean, I have people, I have friends and mentors that are in South America and, and they, they, don't, they don't care about certification. And, uh, and they get top dollar for their, for their produce because when the Germans test it, this, is a, this, this banana is pursued heavier. It's a heavier banana. It's much higher density of minerals. It's much higher uh, nutrient density. The enzymes are much more active. It's a, it's a healthier banana. So they, all they care about is quality. So it's not, it's not just something, it's not just a theory like a philosophy. You can test, you can, you, you'll see the results inside the tests. Today, it's mm -hmm. very clear. If somebody is in, if the farmer is in contact with the, with the nature and, and, their, and their earth in, on their farm, you can, you can, we can test that today. It's not, a, it's not just a theory. It's not just a, you know, it's, it's not about dancing in your field when the moon's full. It's very, very practical. So um, the, the certification, I think, is a bit of a, listen, if you're living in the city and you want to eat organic and that's what, you know, I, I think it's good, but I don't think you should believe in it like it's, like it's, a, like it's, a, like it's a religion. You know what I mean? Organic yeah, is just yeah. a word. The best thing is to do is to connect to your farmer. Connect to your farmers. If you've got local producers around you, connect to them. That's where, that's where the real thing is. You know, if you, if you can go and visit a place where you buy food, that's where it's at. You know, if you're a farmer, it's not available 24 seven for you to walk onto their farm and check out everything they're doing from the beginning to the end. So there's something wrong there. You know what I mean? I mean, you, you look at Joel Sutterton, he's got 150,000 followers on Facebook and he's not trying, but he has his phone number of the farm on the website. You can call any time on and come and visit his farm and he'll show you how he, like, how he keeps all the animals and everything. That, it's like 100% transparency. And if, if the farmer's not willing to do that and willing to take criticism and, and, and open up what they're doing, so it's not a progressive farmer. And it's not a small thing today. There is, there's thousands of people on there. You just open up the groups on Facebook and look up something like pasture and poultry or, or all these kind of uh, systems. I mean, it's a wash with different people doing it. It's it's not a it's not a small thing anymore. It's mainstream, but just uh, 
yeah, don't don't get locked into the certifications. It's just a, it's a misnomer. I'm not saying it's wrong. You know, the idea of standard standardization is a good idea. I like it. Just like I like studies. Studies are very very good. They um, um, they uh, put into different they they. Uh, it standardizes what we're doing and also shows, okay, this is the, really the result. Look, we tested in the laboratory, we tested so many times, but I wouldn't rely on that. The, the reliance should be on the connection, my connection with nature, the farmer's connection with nature, and my connection to the people that are growing my food. It's all about connection. If the less connection there is, the more problems there's going to be. Mm. But if the certification brings you closer, great. If it takes you further away, so wasting your time. Yeah, yeah. So probably uh, with, with the new technology that we have and, and the way that we interconnect, the, the easier way to interconnect, um, people have more chances actually to reach out to, to the farmers as you, as you just mentioned and see what's, what's going on. I think that's also a chance there that the modern technology might support deeper insights into, into the, the community, which for a lot of people is a black box. I mean, in, in daily life, a lot of people don't really know where their vegetable is coming from and, and don't even know how to connect. I think, I think there is something special. There is a special kind of movement happening today behind all the... And I mean, I've got spiritual reasons for that, but that, that's, that, I don't have to go down that avenue. But there is a very special movement that's happening behind all the other movements that are happening today, and that's the natural movement. What does that mean? Nature wants to be whole. You, you know what I mean? When, when, you scrape the, the, when you scrape all the cover off a, off a patch of ground, something grows there. You know, yeah. even in the worst, only, only mine sites where they've actually like scraped the soil and, 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 and drained it so much that it doesn't, it's like a moonscape. Only those kind of environments don't grow anything if the, the ground is bare. Everywhere else, things grow there. It, 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 there, there is a vitality in, in nature that wants to maximize the life. It wants to be vital. So, so we're part of nature at the end of the day. So we also want that. So everything wants to be better. And that's why today you have the internet because everything is encouraging connection. Life encourages connection. Where there is connection, there's life. The more connections you have, the more life you have. It's like yeah. something Bill Mollison said, the, the, I don't know if it's actually his or if you got that from someone else. But he says in any system, the connection between the elements is more important than the elements themselves. Mm. And that's the, whole, that's the whole premise of EcoIQ. It's, about, it's all about connections. If you can make more connections and more interdependent connections, there's going to be more life over there. So I think, you know, the internet is just an example of how the, the life is trying to make more connections because the internet is like an organism today. It's not a... You can't control the internet today. You know what I mean? So anyone can connect. You can connect with farmers. And more important, you can connect with knowledge because the most important thing is if you know what the farmer's doing, if you know, what, if you know their world a little bit. Now, you don't know it hands-on, maybe, because you don't have, you're not out there every day. That's his, that's his special connection. But you can be connected at least up here to what he's doing and that world of the soil and how it works that's a very deep uh, that's a very deep thing to be connected to you know what i mean you can yeah. and then when you come and talk to the farmer not that you know what you know what you, you know how to tell him what to do no he knows what to do because he knows it in his flesh but it's a meeting place that you can meet you know what i mean it's uh, oh. it's a special and you can do that today with the internet you can take online course with someone like richard perkins 
in uh-huh. digital farming in Sweden. He has like very intensive year-long courses. And you can learn everything you want. You know, you can open you can open your own farm, and somebody tell you how to do it from the beginning to the end, and all the theory. And you know, it, the internet is a the internet is like a like a mushroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's another topic um, um, what I would like to, to touch because I understood that you are also deeply into it and that is what is called the uh, victim mentality, the greatest illusion known to mankind. <laughs> what, is, what is that about? That's my most recent uh, challenge actually. That's my most recent uh, up, up, until about, um, up until about six months ago um, uh, I was uh, very much in what uh, Robert Kiyosaki calls employee mindset. I don't uh-huh. know if you, there's no Robert Kiyosaki's, it's quite famous. Yeah. And then he has a very special set of books. And one of the books is called Rich Dad Poor Dad. And in that book, yeah. and also a couple of other ones, Cashflow Quadrant, he describes um, a few different mindsets you can have. And the main two is if you have an employee mindset, or if you have, I'm changing a bit, you have a creator mindset. Uh-huh. So up, up until a long time, now the, the, two, the difference between the two is when you're in employee mindset, every, everything is about security. I want to be secure. You know what I mean? It's about safety. And it's really based on fear. Because if you want to be safe all the time, it means you're scared. Yeah. So, and, and, the, and the other mindset, the, the businessman mindset, is about, I call it a creator mindset, is, is freedom. You want to be free. I want to be free to, to, to uh, express myself what, what, what uh, God has given me. I want to be free to be able to express that in the best way possible and to do my own investigations. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I rely on myself. So freedom, to one side, freedom is more important than, than uh, security. And for the other side, security is more important than freedom. So one prefers to be very secure, and that's the most important thing, and he's willing to sacrifice his freedom for that. And the other one says, no, freedom is more important for me. I'm willing to go out in the cold and the rain for a couple of days if it's going to give me more freedom. Yeah. So up until six months ago, I was very much, uh, without even noticing, and I was very much in the employee. I, I'm, I'm working since I'm like 15. I'm, I, I, like, I like working. Okay. And uh, I'm a worker. And, uh, and I was in this, without even realizing it, I was in this mindset very, very strongly for a long time. And as I got older, it started to get more... Um, the thing of being scared underneath everything, being scared to, 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 to go out of my, my environment started to get stronger until when I read Kiyosaki, suddenly light bulb went up in my head, I'm, I'm stuck. I, I'm, I'm stuck in this fit. So from there, I was like, how do I get out of this situation? Because it's mm. not enough just that you know it, you need to get out of it. It's a, it's a mentality, you know what I mean? And, and, you, and we get locked into this pattern of... Uh, a fear-based pattern of, of having, having to have security all the time. So I wanted to be entrepreneur and I was like hunting that. But um, luckily, uh, like I said, uh, nature wants life and we're part of nature. And so, you know, if you ask for an answer, usually you'll get it. You just need to have enough faith in it. So after like a lot of different researching Napoleon Hill and I, was, I read a lot of books. So, I mean, for me, it's a lot of books. Um, and, a lot of the, and, and listen to a lot of different podcasts and a lot of researching on the internet. And uh, I fell on someone very special. His name is Don uh, Gebel, and he does something called shadow guidance. Uh-huh. And uh, in the shadow guidance, you, um, uh, you basically find out, um, you know, I won't go into that because that's a whole other story. But what I do want to say is I, I want to talk about the, 
he in that in that course that I did I did with him, it's still a little bit ongoing. Um, but uh, in that course, he explained something special, which is called victim mentality. And and the special thing about victim mentality, why it's an illusion, is because when I say victim mentality, I'm sure probably yourself and probably the, the listeners, when you hear the word victim mentality, you think, okay, that's someone who like thinks all the time the world is like, um, uh, oh poor me. I'm always like, you know, I need someone to help me and, and why doesn't anyone help me out and why does it always happen to me? And, and, but in truth, that's only one side of victim mentality. It's true, but it's only half the story. And the other half of the story is the rest of the world. A lot of the world is in the other side. What's the other side? Victim mentality, all it means is that I believe the world is happening to me. Mm -hmm. Life is happening to me and I need to deal with it. So one person, now the, the side everyone knows is when someone's like that and they think the world's happening to me, the side they know is poor me. The world is happening to me and it sucks. Life is happening to me and it sucks. Why did, why did God do this to me? Why is it happening like this to me? Why, 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 why? So this, mm. this is, but it's only one side. Everything in life, everything in nature, there is a polarity. Everywhere where you look, there is always man, and there is always woman. It's never just one side. You always have two things opposite each other in everything in life. That's what it is, yin and yang. It's always like that with everything. That's a, it's a law, it's a natural law. So it, when you have this side of victim, you also have something else that is called a rescuer. Mm -hmm. And a rescuer is somebody that also says life is happening to me, but in their case, they're like, we can do it. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, uh, you know, he's the one that wants to help people out. Someone has a problem, he always wants to put his shtick in, like they say. He always wants to come and put his opinion, I'm going to help you. Let, I'll help you, I'll help you, I'll help you. I'm, I want to I wanna bring us up. Don't, don't worry, it'll be okay. It's, the, life is hard, but I can do it. I'm strong, I can get through it. And it's, it seems really good because it's, a pro, it's the male side, the female side is a victim. It doesn't mean females are victim, but it's, it's, a, it's the feminine attribute. And the male attribute, positive electro attribute is rescuer. You want to help. Mm -hmm. So it looks on the outside like a great thing. But in the end of the day, if I, if I believe life is happening to me, I'm a victim. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether I'm a victim, it doesn't matter whether I think, oh, poor me, or whether I think I'm going to save the world. Either way, you're acting from a, I'm acting from a space that I think the life is happening to me. Mm -hmm. But in reality, what the, what the truth is, is that uh, I'm manifesting my own reality. Mm -hmm. Because everything is vibration, and vibration attracts another vibration. If I, everything is about... Everything, you know, when you play a guitar and you, and you strum one string and the, the string vibrates in a certain way, the other string has to vibrate like that. It yeah. has its own character, so it vibrates a little bit differently, but it has to vibrate the same. You can't do something else. That's, mm -hmm. that's called that's two laws together, one of harmony and one of vibration. Harmony is balance. Things want to be in balance. They want to go together. So if, you, if I have a vibration that, that, oh, poor me, and everything sucks, that's what I attract. If I have a vibration like I can, I, can, I can manifest my own reality, it's called a creator mindset, I, I, start, I start having a very, very different uh, outlook on life and also it changes what happens to me outside in life. So, um, I mean, um, it's, a, it's a bit tricky because in the beginning, there is a lag. In the beginning, when you first, when, if you can break through that, that uh, victim mentality, 
and realize I'm, I'm now in victim mentality and I think life is happening to me, in the beginning there's a bit of a lag because in the beginning you're still dealing with all the crap that you build up before. Since when I'm a kid, I build up a whole lot of baggage of life is happening to me and I manifest that reality and I manifest this body built on those beliefs. Mm. So, uh, so I, I still have to deal with some of that stuff that's catching up, but it, it, it's only a matter of time before I, I, I still believe, okay, this situation that happened now, it's not life is happening to me. I, it's my situation. It's, I take full ownership of what is happening now and I manifested this situation or maybe even I manifested this in a previous life, mm. but I, I manifest this situation. It's totally mine. Uh, what can I do now to manifest the, the next thing uh, uh, better? It, it's not, you know, there is nothing like life is happening to me and what do I do about it? So if I'm in that kind of mindset, it's only a matter of time before the bag becomes empty. Eventually the bag becomes empty and I'm out of it. And now I'm, and now I'm really creating uh, uh, my own reality. It doesn't mean that everything is pitches and cream and I'll be a millionaire right now, but it means I take total control of, of my reality now, of, 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 uh, of the situation I am. And, and, and when, you, when you're in that space, amazing things start to happen. I'm only just uh, getting... I tell you the truth, I'm only just getting a taste of that, of that now. I had, a, I had a few what you call breakthroughs when you break uh -huh. through that, uh, that mindset. And when you break through that mindset, you, you feel very different. I broke through, the, the main breakthrough I had recently was the employee. I, I told you about the employee mindset. So that was a very hard thing to break out of. And uh, it took a lot of work, a lot of inner uh -huh. work. Uh, what, what was the, the, biggest, uh, the biggest resistance you faced in overcoming the employee mindset? Because I'm sure this doesn't happen overnight, right? You know, it keeps popping back to you with doubts. And what is the toughest part about it? What do you What do you see from your own experience? I think, uh, you know, from my work in this, I, I really learned that you, we have from our childhood the uh, things that are called uh, shadows that mm -hmm. uh, that I I, I take a, I take a belief on usually from someone else that I'm not good enough or I'm a failure or I'm a loser, or I'm stupid, all these kind of things, these shadows that I have when I was a child. And um, uh, because I don't develop, now usually what happens is these shadows actually develop a polar opposite that like if, I'm, if I believe I'm weak, usually because someone told me, it also develops a drive to be strong. And that's why usually you'll find the people that are very, very successful, they were also very poor. Or the person that's very, very strong or martial artist or MNA, they got bullied when they were a kid because it tries to create a polar opposite. But a lot of the time what happens, we just get stuck in that. And I think I'm nothing, I'm useless. So, so the biggest thing for me when I, when I was trying to get out of the employee mindset is because I just didn't really think I was worth it. I was drinking, I was drinking a, a, the Kool-Aid and the Kool-Aid was full with the sewage and I, and I didn't know. So I was drinking it and it's disgusting, but I, I just accepted I'm, I'm not worth it. You know, I'm not a... Yeah, I'm, I'm not worthy enough to, to be something else. So once I, uh, once I, it, it took a lot of work to, to wake up and realize, oh, there's like, there's a, there's sewage in, in what I'm drinking. Mm. And once I, once my self-worth got to a certain level, it just clicked. And I'm like, I'm not, I, I don't accept it anymore. Even the, 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 the boss is going to shout at me and people will be upset at me and that, It's not a matter anymore of like whether I feel guilty or not. I might feel a bit guilty, leftover feelings, but I, 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 I don't, my self-value doesn't accept that anymore. Mm. 
I won't accept that anymore. I won't accept being in this situation. And suddenly I clicked and I could, once it clicked, I couldn't stay more than one week in the job anymore. I couldn't stay yeah. for one day. Yeah. I, the same day that it happened, I called the guy and I said, listen, uh, I'm sorry. I, it was four years I worked in my, my last job, my last employment. Four years I worked there. And I called the guy and I said, listen, I'm sorry. I have to, uh, have to pack it up. And it was a winery and I, right before the harvest. So it's a very, very intensive time. They need everyone on the thing. And it's like three weeks before the thing. And, and, uh, and I told him, I'm sorry, I've got to go. And he's like, okay, so when you want to go? And I'm like, next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty soon. Yeah, because when, yeah, when the self-value gets to a point, when your self-worth goes up a notch, it's literally yeah. like you, you won't accept it anymore. Your body won't accept it anymore. Wow. I wouldn't accept anymore the job. As an employee, I just, I, I'm, I'm psychologically unemployable. Yeah. And would you say that without your deep connection to nature that you got over the years, you might not have had the courage to do that step? I think, like I said, the, the connection to nature to me, the connection with nature and the connection with myself and the connection with other people, but specifically connection with nature and connection with myself, they become, uh, they become uh, very intertwined. They become very mixed in. So, I mean, when I'm more in connection with myself, I feel more connected to nature. And the other way as well, when I, when I feel connected to nature, I feel more connected to myself. So they, they, uh, they accelerate each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not only intertwined. It also like when I do one of them, I mean, when I feel more connected to like, for instance, the, the one of the things I did when I wanted to get out of employee mindset a little bit unconsciously mm. is I asked for a different job. I already felt the winds of change coming and I was like, soon, soon something's happening. And so I, uh, I said to my, my, the, the manager there at the time, listen, I, I need a different project. I know what I'm doing here. Give me a different project. So he, what he did is he took me out of the main winery, which was quite a big one. It's a boutique, but it was a big one. And he put me in a, another little one, which is even more boutique and very small. And I was the only person there. And it was in the middle of uh, nowhere. So it was kind of in the middle of a forest, very small uh, village yeah. on the edge. And there was, I was in the middle of vineyards where before it was kind of more industrial. So I feel like really I manifested that situation because I needed to be more connected and every day I would open up the doors and there was sun coming in and I would like be out in the vineyards and before, for three years I was inside under LED lights every day, mm. Mm. even wine. And I mean, only in the summer we'd be outside, but every, 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 most of the year I'm under LED lights inside, not connected to nature at all. Yeah, no. The wine was the closest connection I got. So I manifested a situation that I was in touch with nature every single day. And I really believe that that gave me, because it only needs a little bit of strength. Mm -hmm. you know, because like I said, I want to be healthy. I want to be free. I want to be in a creator, a, a space of a creator. But mm -hmm. I just need a little help, a little bit of help. And that, that connection with nature that I had over there was very, very small. You know, a couple of times a week I go out and I, I have to trim the, the vines or... I have to cut the grass over there or tend the olive trees or something like that. But that tiny little bit that I didn't have before every day is mm. like drops. Slowly, slowly the drops start waking me up, you know, like a drops of water on my head. Slowly, slowly the water starts to build and I, and I start feeling like uh, coming back to myself a little bit. So mm. Uh, mm. the message I want to give to the people from that is it, it, it doesn't have to be something big. You know what I mean? It can be something yeah. very, very, that little touch of nature that I have, if it's regular, eventually it will change you if you want, if you want that to happen. That's mm. my belief. Yeah. 
What, what I like very much is the way uh, you put it, uh, the, the employee mindset versus entrepreneur. And actually it's safety, security versus freedom. And, and this, is, this is so often in, in many other decisions, probably the, the underlying uh, factor which makes people, people hesitate. Um, and so I think and it's I a very relevant point for everyone. I think the, the interesting thing is what we talked about the victim and creator mentalities, which is two opposites. One, mm -hmm. I, I believe that I create my own reality and the other one, I believe life happens to me. And employee and, and uh, uh, businessman mindset, like entrepreneur mindset, they, they're, they're parallel to each other exactly. Yeah. When I'm in a victim mentality, uh, that, that's, that's the employee mindset. I believe the job happens to me and I need to deal with it. If I deal with it in a, in a way like I'm going to be an achiever or, or if I deal with it in a way of I just, you know, whatever, just give me the pension and I'll be okay. Either one, I'm yeah. in a victim mindset. I'm, I'm an employee. Even if I'm the most best executive employee, if I'm in this mindset that the, the job is my life and that's it, I mean, you're a victim. Yeah. It doesn't mean if everyone that has a job is a victim. Yeah, you can be you can be empowered inside the job, but it's a very different mindset. You know, it's a, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. It depends also whether whether maybe you are really related deeply inside to the job or not. And, and for many, the, the thing is not, and they opt for security. And exactly, uh, exactly. That, um, that's that's really that's the main point. Actually, you're right, Roma. That's like the main point. If somebody is very deeply connected to the job and they're an employee, for me, I don't. It doesn't really fit into the employee mindset category because someone can be fully fulfilled yeah. and really like have a totally fulfilled life because they believe in the in the company or the or whatever it is of, of yeah. what they're doing. I mean, it's it's a team. They feel like they're part of a team, and that's a very different thing to being an employee just having yeah. a job yeah exactly when, when, yeah. The, when the purpose is bigger than the money so i mean that's that's fulfillment when you care less about the money than actually what you're getting out the value like the value you're getting out of it for you and your family whatever i mean that's fulfillment it doesn't yeah. have to be in money for me i like money <laughs> yeah, <it doesn't. laughs> yeah yeah interesting yeah aaron this this a very uh, important final point uh, I want to cover before we close, and that is where can our listeners connect to your project, EcoIQ? I, I, I wish I could give you the, the 100,000 followers on Instagram and Facebook and everything, but we're just getting, we're just a little baby. We're just getting started. We're starting from a good foundation, but uh, um, uh, we, I have a group, a private group at the moment. It's called um, EcoIQ Podcast uh, Group. Uh -huh. private group um, uh, but also the EcoIQ uh, podcast you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor um, uh, SoundCloud um, and it launches this Sunday so we'll have the first like little season, my season is quite small I have a few very special people but it'll probably be about six episodes uh -huh. and then after we're going to have episode every week where we're going to explore this, uh, this kind of deep connections so uh, yeah, I think podcast is the best place to start, and then uh, check out our, our Facebook group. If you want to go, if somebody wants to go deeper, you can uh, you can ask to be a member of the of the EcoIQ podcast uh, Facebook group. Yeah, we're also on Instagram. I share my own stuff on Instagram, like uh, also little things like you know my, my diet and my training yeah. stuff and everything. So yeah, find us on there. EcoIQ podcast. That's a uh, Google. Right. 
So uh, I wish you all the success for that uh, amazing project. I'm sure we, we're going to stay connected. And uh, thanks for joining us here today on this episode. And to our audience, thanks for listening. And please keep in touch with us over our website, biocentric.live. Thank you and bye-bye. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot, man. Welcome.